Hi, I'm Malik Nishad Sharp. I'm a choreographer based in London, um, but I'm originally from the suburbs of New York City. And I make choreography under my solo alias, which is Marek is Cry Cry Cry. Um, yeah. <laughs> That's all I'll say. That's it? What else should I say? Uh, no, I think, I think that was perfect. Cool. Unless you want to say something else. Yeah. Um, I make choreography that's both about choreography itself, like make asking questions about the form of choreography and what it does, and also it's about the politics of being black and being um, gender queer. So, yeah. Do you want to talk to us a little bit about your um, journey, both as a person and as an artist? Yeah, hmm. Where do I start with that? <laughs> have goods. Like, I guess I can start about where I come from because I feel like that's really important. Even if it doesn't really come up in my work in like a really like overt way sometimes, I think it is, has definitely influenced me. Like, I come from an immigrant family um, in the sub from the suburbs of New York City. I grew up in the suburbs of New York City um, around other immigrants and other migrants um, who came to the United States from Central South, Central South America, um, the Caribbean. And my family, uh, we lived in a house with um, like two Haitian families, like it was like a three-story house. And so like I was always around like people whose families were not in the same place that they were, or like, um, and I feel like that has really affected me both as a person, um, because I also grew up in a place where my version of the United States was like immigrants, hmm. um, and it wasn't until I got older that I realized that that really wasn't the case, or that really wasn't uh, what the rest of the United States was like. And also, like, as an artist, because I find myself talking a lot in my work as of late. Um, I have questions just about, like, national identity and, like, national belonging um, and the desire to kind of, like, form citizenships based on, like, some arbitrary, some arbitrary and some concrete <laughs> uh, social and political uh, tools. And so, I don't know, I feel like that's something that's been really important for me in my work and just developing as a person, like, um, not living in a country where I'm not, I was not born, just like my parents and my grandparents who live in countries in which they were not born, mm -hmm. and <laughs> their grandparents lived in countries where they were not born, and so I've have this kind of long, this long history of like being other, and like kind of being really happy with that in a way. Like a hereditary other, in a way. Yeah, like yeah. I felt like, it wasn't until I got older yeah. that I started to realize like how, like when I was growing up I just felt like we were all from we were all from all kinds of places and we were all kinds of ways and like mm -hmm. we were 
all cool with each other. And I don't know, it just felt like there was no real problem with being an other somehow because there was no clear like majority politic really. Mm-hmm. It's just like immigrants' families working hard. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, so you yeah. know, um, yeah, that's been good. <laughs> Okay. Now it's hard, but <laughs> before it's been good. And um, why is it harder now? I think like something feels like it has shifted. I don't know about Europe as a context because I'm new in this on this continent. I didn't grow up in Europe, and so like I I don't know what it was like when I was young in Europe, but I imagine that a lot of people here feel like there was there's a kind of shift happening now where like. Everything's becoming quite totalitarian mm-hmm. and like authoritarian mm-hmm. about identity, mm-hmm. and um, the most obvious being like people wanting to define what it means to be a certain thing. Like this is what it means to be British, or this is what it is to be American, and like I find that super dangerous because I don't know what who gets left out in those questions. Mm-hmm. And those formulations and I feel like this is a moment where we're going through that and people are kind of not I feel like it's not people, largely there's not a lot of criticality around that from like a majority and people are kind of okay with what's going on it seems and I'm like that makes me feel a bit weird as someone who feels like in a different position to um, a majority of people here mm-hmm. to know Interesting. Yeah. Um. So one of the purposes of this of this chat is to talk about um kind of kind of a querying of borders in a way. Mm-hmm. Um. There's a really fascinating, slightly disturbing, <laughs> um, uh, historical waves of, of queers kind of leaving their place of birth and the place where they grew up. Um. To go and find asylum, or at least uh, some sort of safer space mm-hmm. in a new context. I wonder if this is something that uh, that, you, that kind of was part of your traveling, your part of your experience so far as a person and as a maker, and how that has that. It, and if so, if that has influenced the way you um, conduct yourself personally and choreographically. I think it has most certainly affected me um, and as I said before I feel like I come I also just have a whole lineage of like a whole history that I feel like has kind of transpired it's come through me even though you know what I mean like transgenerationally mm-hmm. <laughs> um, of this experience of being in a place or like leaving a place that you grew up in or you were born in for whatever reason I think a lot of it has to do with trauma Mm -hmm. you know a lot of it has to do with you know um, opportunity like trying to find opportunity in a place where you can't find it Mm -hmm. because why else do people leave places where they're born and uh, I, I I also feel like that I feel at some point when I decided to come back to the UK, I felt like the decision became so clear for me. It was like, I can't be, I just can't be here anymore. Like the pain and the, I, like it was just making my life untenable. <laughs> you know, like it was just like, I can't, 
i don't know where i'm going to go, but i need to like get out of here and um it became a survival thing it became a survival thing. it was like i felt i don't know if i felt personally like in danger because the united states is so individualistic so it's hard to tell like where the violence is going to come in your life do you know what i mean like Whereas I feel like in Europe it's a little bit more clear because it's more collectivist kind of. It's like I don't know. I didn't feel like I was personally in danger, even though mm-hmm. any kind of danger that I witnessed definitely could have happened to me had I been in another place at that same time. So I was just mm-hmm. like, uh, that really bothered me. I was like, I don't want to f- go through my life feeling like I have to. I felt it to be limiting. I know loads of people, like my family, who deal with that, you know, like they still like manage to like live the best life that they can mm-hmm. with that or maybe without, I don't know if they, what they think about all that stuff, but for me, I was like, I don't, this is not normal, this is not this United States that I grew up in, the one that I know now is definitely not the United States that I grew up in, and it was like, I don't know, I couldn't be, mm. I couldn't be there, okay. I had to go, <laughs> yeah. and I, you know, that definitely, like, the, the kind of desire to leave home or leave a place that you know is, like, a whole huge one, and it shifts the whole, you know, when I moved, right, this is the second time I lived here, so, like, I kind of was familiar with it, and, like, my family is from a British colony, so mm-hmm. it's, like, you know, there's all these kind of things that I do, I might know, but being here is a whole different story. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like being in this country and like navigating how to be here yeah. is, I think people don't give credit for how challenging that is. Yeah. <laughs> it's so challenging. Um, and then you hear people like, oh, you know, you always hear this like horrible rhetoric about migrants. It's like the only rhetoric you hear. So you just feel like, you know, you just get, you just feel a bit down about it. You're just like, wow, that's like not what it's like. Yeah. What these people think is really not what it's like. And uh, there they are (laughs) just like spewing all that stuff. Talking about you. Talking about us without us being there. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Without us having a voice. Exactly. Yeah. So I guess that's why my work is so loud. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Listen to me. It's really like, it's like, I feel quite yeah. apologetic. It's just like, someone has to be having a conversation about those things. Mm. Because it's just not fair. Yeah. Like, politically, it's not fair. Yeah. Uh, it's not just. So I feel like that's like my kind of duty as an artist, you know, and as a choreographer. To like be really honest about those really tough political things that no one wants to talk about. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. And to add a voice that's like, yeah, I don't know, marginalized or disenfranchised in some way. Mm. Yeah. Does this, does all of this stuff play any um, importance when you're devising your choreography, your work? Aesthetically, or in terms of the things that you explore in the mental room, how does that influence your? Like, yeah, well, it's, it does so much because, like, <laughs> at some point, 
don't know if this is necessarily going to answer the question in the way that it was intended, but it, like my work comes from a place of my navigation as a black person, which is to be othered in all circumstances mm-hmm. in the West. Mm-hmm. Um, and it also, my practice has always been not about fantasy, you know, I've never, the things that I liked most or I like most about choreography is how politically relevant they can be. Mm-hmm. And so when, I, when I'm when i in my rehearsal space, like I bring whatever I'm feeling on it from the outside inside the room. Um, because when I was in training in Europe, in this country, I felt like, and in the States, I felt like my education was telling me as a dancer to erase myself, you know, like be an empty vessel, you know, and what utter bullshit to tell someone whose body and experience is the uh, receptor of so much violence, like be an empty vessel, (laughs) you know, and so I said no to that. I was like, I'm going to put myself, what I feel and what I see, and I'm going to put that in the choreography. And like, that formulates how I work with aesthetics, that formulates how I work with sound, um, duration. I mean, it's all influenced by those kinds of of experiences. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, selfies is a brilliant if you were that's fine uh, no I really loved it um, yeah. there was so much joy to it um, in the midst of the violence you yeah know, it was amazing um, yeah. and it explores uh, queerness and um, blackness black culture yeah. um, contemporary pop culture and borders or at least I, I got that um, not just on a national level um, in terms of national identity but on personal borders as well which I thought was quite an interesting dynamic um, and I wonder if you could expl- expand a bit on why you wanted to make uh, selfies the piece, and particularly how it sits, how you find that it sits in the context of you in the UK or Europe. Yeah, I think like above all, like choreography is always somewhat a mirror. It's a mirror of which society, a society comes in the room and reflects on things um, that, is being re- that is being reflected back at them, do you know what I mean? Um, and for me, I think that my position as a choreographer who left the United States because of... Um, because feeling like I could not go on there somehow, um, given that the United Kingdom is going through so much of its own kind of like its moment of self-questioning, like what is the United Kingdom? You know, I think Brexit really reflects that mm-hmm. that kind of decision. It's a big question, like what kind of country are we? Mm-hmm. Um, to be making choreography um, and specifically selfies with all of those questions in mind and about who I as a person, I as a black American of British Caribbean heritage, gender queer, um, 
kind of person <laughs> witnessing all this stuff, um, I think feels like it felt something. It felt something that I needed to do. Um, and it's always something I feel like I need to do. Like when I make my work, I always try to be as reflective of the things that I've seen as possible. Um, and um, I don't know. I think that, or it's at least it seems that there has been pe- there have been people who are interested in hearing a multitude of like contemporary reflections on what it means to be othered in a British society given this like weird nationalist moment that the world's like going this like right wing totalitarian moment um and also to be yeah also to be like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be ruined by this Mm. you know like Obviously, what I'm really trying to say is that witnessing all this stuff has just been incredibly violent, because like what essentially these these pivots, these right wing pivots are, are exclusionary, racist, transphobic, queerphobic, totalitarianism. You know, it's like the revenge of, of a kind of opening up of a society to be more inclusive. It's a backlash against all of that stuff. Um, and it's violent, um, but what they don't understand is that we are probably the most, like, the most apt to survive that kind of violence, because obviously when you leave, when you're, like, when you leave your home, (laughs) you know, like, when you, like, put yourself in another context, I mean, like, you're already receptive to that. You know, like, it's not like this is a new moment, you know, like, these exclusion, this exclusion has always been there, but now it's just in the mainstream, it's always been there. Yeah. You know, um, and, yeah, I feel like, for me, all, my work is, like, especially selfies, is kind of, like, trying to have a conversation about, like, the endless, like, the, the, the endless, unchanging, sustained and exacted violence that I experience, but I also see other people experience, um, and how to find survivability or like continuity in that. And for me, like joy is one of those one of one of those ways. And for me, joy it looks like many things. You know, like it means like only playing music by people of color in my work. It means using dance vocabulary that I didn't learn in the conservatoire, which was telling me to be an empty vessel, <laughs> but to use the material that I know from other forms of education I've had in my life, being black in the United States, for example. Um, and um, to just be like unapologetic about my exploration of those things, you know, like that for me is a huge joy because I think a lot, some people I've heard have a lot of problem, have a lot of, have a hard time with my work because there's no marker of Europeanism in it. You know what I mean? Like, I'm really, which I think is a total bullshit, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, my choreographic training has happened in Europe, so obviously, like, 
it's a way to also exile me out of, yeah, yeah. you know, yeah. out, of a, out of choreography. It's like, oh, that's too different. But no, I'm working with the same materials that I was taught by, I was taught in a, I was taught in a tradition of making, so like, mm-hmm. that's present. Um, but, I don't know, I feel like I'm trying to, I'm trying to make a space for dreams, critiques, um, <laughs> being lazy, I don't know, mm-hmm. anything that expands the possibility for people of color uh, uh, in the society is like, that's my goal. <laughs> that's the goal of my work. Um, and yeah, yeah. Of course, that's going to have bigger ramifications about you know, national identity, borders, um, yeah, so I don't know, it's kind of, it's all kind of deliberate for me, I don't know, <laughs> so I don't know, yeah, I think, yeah, okay. Um, when you, when you think about, um, making work, mm-hmm. um, Often one of the things that kind of have to contextualize the work in 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 you know, contemporary culture and how, how does it sit in there? I'm really interested in terms of like how the migrant the migrant experience and the queer experience as well and the two combined sort of can give a big sense of otherness. And one of the things I'm sort of looking into at the moment is about um, cultural language and how specific uh, artworks or theatre pieces or dance pieces can be interpreted differently depending on where they are. Mm. Um, because the local culture absorb it in a certain way, you know, because there's a specific language, you know, like it was one of, another thing about watching your piece, selfie specifically, is that for me it felt very foreign. Mm. And I loved it mm. because of that, because it was not a language that I was so used to, you know, in life experience like that. Mm. And I really appreciated it and I really, I, I, yeah, it was really, it was really, really experience to have in a theatre. But I wonder if you've ever felt that in terms of your work, uh, where you go, and you've, you've done it a few times now, but if you ever felt like this was a different language that this audience was kind of receiving in art, is that something? Yeah, yeah. I, um, it's, it is like, it feels worthwhile for me to talk about the things that I know and use um, to use material from the things that I know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, I, I, am, I feel like my work operates in a like fervently like pro-black space, which is a concept that I feel most resonates in the United States um, because race is understood in a really different kind of way in Europe and particularly in the UK. Um, and I think it's also good that I do that and not just assume that I know a lot of things about the Black British experience, even though I know I operate in the world as a Black person in Britain. So I do have a certain lens on that experience, but I, I didn't grow up here as a black person, so and that's like a whole, I want to make space for both of those things, 
to exist and not be like, oh, like all black people have the same kind of narrative mm-hmm. or the same cultural approach to making work or uh, representing themselves or whatever. There's no, there's not many, or there is none. Um, there's so many black experiences. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I think that's probably, and I'm kind of curious about how that also, how that does resonate in a context of which it's being replaced or like resituated. Um, it's very funny because I've always been like a bit of an oddball. Like I'm a bit of an oddball dancer and I think uh, I'm kind of okay with that because this is like my facility, this is what I do and I'm like not in the business of making apologies about my body mm-hmm. and like and stuff. And so I, it's funny, like when I go back to the States and like I was like, sometimes even my sister, like if I have a song that we both like comes on, like we, we we'll, like turn it up, like get out of the car in the middle of the street and just like start dancing. <laughs> but my sister really thinks that I dance like really stiffly, you know what I mean? Like she's like, oh, you're so like not loose. <laughs> Which is so interesting. You know? So I think like some of the foreign stuff is like, it's also that I'm bringing material that I, that comes from a place that is maybe not this country and not Europe. Like I'm using the, I'm using the, material that I know and that I grew up with and that I um I kind of identify with like a black American culture mm-hmm. but um I also am doing it through the lens of being just a bit of a little bit of a weirdo so like I don't inhabit it fully yeah I don't inhabit it in the same way that it would be inhabited I guess like in its context in the United States and so like maybe that's another reason why my work kind of I don't. I wouldn't say that it wouldn't work there, but I just think like it might not. It might or might not be the place for that. I don't know. I think also a lot of because of the culture of capitalism in the United States, I do feel like the culture of theater is just different there. Mm. You know, I think here for me it feels. Uh, really rich to kind of like engage with audiences here because I just think that European audiences will tolerate so much more than an American audience would. No way. You can can obviously push the envelope anywhere you go and maybe like if I was a more bold person I would just do what I'm doing now and just do it in the United States but like you know there's also no funding for art there so it's just like I'm not I need to be in a place where I can actually like materialize my work and it's just too difficult to do there for me. Um, but I feel like, I don't know if it's because like there's just a history of like theater engagement that looks different in the United States and also obviously um, like public endorsement of culture in Europe has always been a thing where it's not necessarily like capitalism is more the culture that endorses things in the United States and so I feel like it's just seem it just seems like when I perform in Europe like I feel like I can really push the push the boundaries of form in a way that I could do in the United States but you know I have to worry about other things like 
will I will my work be supported in doing that? You know, like, and I just feel like maybe not. But maybe maybe it would be one day. I don't know. I also feel really great making work in Canada. You know, mm-hmm. like I'm making a new work in Canada that's premiering in April with my collaborator Ellen Fury, and. Um, We don't see it as pushing envelopes or whatever. I don't really see it as that. But, like, I am asking questions about the form itself, you know? And I think in the United States, I felt like people really wanted me to, like, sell my story somehow, mm-hmm. you know? And, like, or sell my body in a super virtuosic way. Because, like, there is obviously a fetish in the United States for, like, black mm-hmm. athleticism. Um, and so the desire is to be like, you know, it's hard it's hard to like exist outside of that I found. Yeah. And um so I don't really see it as pushing the envelope per se, but like we are asking questions also about the form, like what can choreography actually do, you know, like and how do we like make new theories around how to make choreography. And like why is it useful? Mm-hmm. You know, I feel like it is useful. Because it's for me in many many cases a mirror, you know, it reflects things back to a society um, in a way that no other art can do, because it's not doesn't rely on telling stories, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. So it leaves it really open for people to really make their own interpretations about what they're seeing, mm-hmm. which forces them to then reflect on the things that they know. Mm-hmm. And so, um, yeah. That's a quite long-winded response to that question, <laughs> but right. uh, I feel like I talked for a thousand years. Thank um, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if that makes sense, though. It does. Yeah. Um, I've got one final question. Yeah. It is um, more of a simple one. Okay. What does the future hold? Oh, gosh. Yeah. It's kind of a busy year for me. It's kind of nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> I always am performing because, like, performing is my research, you know? Like, mm-hmm. I find that as a form of research and to test new things. Because I need to know what people, what I think many people don't understand about how I work is that like, I really do care about the audience. As challenging as my work is, I never, I never feel like I get acknowledged for how much I care about the audience. Because I will, I will always take care of the audience in my work at the end, at some mm-hmm. point. You know, like I will like rip a lot of things apart, but I won't just like. Just be like, okay, bye now. You know, like, I always try to kind of, like, show that there is a reason why I'm doing this. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm always performing. Nice. So catch me performing about London. You can, I kind of post on my Facebook about that yeah. um, as it comes. And I have t- kind of two bigger projects. I have a project that's premiering in Montreal, as I said. Um, at Theatre La Chapelle um, and we're making a work that was initiated by wanting to actually make or form solidarities across borders mm-hmm. um, given this like super nationalist moment mm-hmm. um, and then eventually the work just became more about autonomy like maybe the response to hyper-nationalism is asserting that I will have my autonomy I will be allowed to be who I am. I will not be told I'm gonna. This is what it means to be British. I will not be told this is what it means to be queer. I will not be told 
this is what what it means to be this. Mm-hmm. I will inhabit those things on my own terms. Um, and so the work's kind of become about that, and that's premiering in April and May. Um, I'm developing a new show, a new solo, that hopefully will premiere, premiere like next year if I have time to work on it. <laughs> <laughs> but I kind of showed a draft of it at the yard, um, and I'm kind of talking with them about seeing what the next steps with that are going to be. Um, yeah. There's loads of other stuff, but like I don't know. <laughs> don't know like what else I should say. But it seems thematically it's kind of going, expanding on previous that you previously that you were focusing on. Yeah, and I also just think that people are just becoming a little bit interested in how I'm making work because mm-hmm. these the way that I make work these are my these are my like existential questions you know like, yeah. and I'm gonna keep every work that I do is gonna be about. <laughs> it's going to be about what I see in the world, you know, what I experience going outside. It's always going to be a part of it. So um, I think, I don't know, if I can offer <laughs> a lesson to that, people are like, yeah, maybe you can like help us make a show, <laughs> you know, like about yeah, something yeah. totally unrelated to your major thematic questions. But I don't know. So, yeah. It's kind of all going in a similar direction. I would love to make a group piece. I would love to make like a dance of like 13 people. Oh wow, okay, that would be amazing, wouldn't it? But, you know, we'll have to see like funding, <laughs> if funding permits, you yeah. know. Yeah. So, I'm doing a bit of teaching at some art schools this year. Okay. Um, and so, that's kind of my space where I can like test my ideas on a group of people. Mm-hmm. Um, as selfish as that yeah, sounds, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that's really what it is. That's why they hired. That's why they mm-hmm. hired me. So, okay, yeah. Well, good luck with that. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be fine. <laughs> um, thank you, my love. That was gorgeous. Thanks.